We take our text this evening from the book of Matthew, chapter 5, and verse 6. Matthew 5, 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. The Midwest churches were not able to have youth camp this year, so they decided that they would uh, have some include youth camp activities uh, during Midwest camp meeting. So during Youth camp, like even out, out here in other youth camps, there's always a theme to go along with youth camp. They have daily devotions. They have uh, chapel services. So the theme that was chosen uh, for the youth camp during Midwest this year was uh, the Beatitudes. And the verse I read is one of the Beatitudes. So in the afternoons, young people had activities, but they took time to have a devotional uh, also. And then uh, Wednesday evening of Midwest camp, instead of a regular evangelistic service, uh, they wanted to have a chapel service. So the Wednesday evening service was a chapel service. Chapel service is a little bit different than an evangelistic service. Um, well, they do different things, but it, uh, it, it's all pointing to one direction, and that's the altar service afterwards, and we weren't disappointed in the altar service that night. The Lord was there also and blessed. But in the afternoons, while the young people were having those activities and their devotional, uh, the adults had the same material that uh, the young people had. And so uh, they had afternoon devotionals and uh, looked at uh, the Beatitudes. So during camp as it went on, I just kept thinking about this verse. Uh, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Because we, we were watching that uh, take place uh, in the church services. Uh, the Lord was there and well, the Lord's here tonight also. But, but there were some people there with hungry hearts. Uh, they wanted to receive uh, from the Lord. And we had a wonderful time. Uh, many victories, experiences uh, were received. Uh, there, were, there were some that were saved. Others received their sanctification. Some received their baptism. Uh, there were some that uh, claimed physical healings. But thinking about a hunger, uh, I can look back over my life and I remember a time that I had a hunger. I remember a time I didn't have a hunger. It's better to have a hunger. Cheryl and I celebrated our 49th anniversary at Midwest Camp this year. The last many years we celebrated our anniversary at Midwest. It's a great place to celebrate an anniversary with a lot of friends. But as we always look back and talk about uh, when we got married. And, uh, well, we learned a lot along the way. And the Lord has been good. And we thank the Lord where we're at today, that's for sure. But uh, 
when we got married, I was saved and had my sanctification, and I was satisfied. I hate to say that, but I was. Uh, I, I, I didn't know what the Lord had for me. I, I didn't know what the baptism would do for me. Uh, I, I just didn't know what it was or what it would do. And so I was just satisfied where I was at. I'd read my Bible and pray every day, and I was married, and we were just going along, and everything was just fine. But I'm thankful the Lord knows what we need. Thankful the Lord knows how to get our attention. And it was only about uh, eight months after we got married that the Lord uh, started getting my attention and, and making me realize that uh, I was missing out on something. Uh, I, I realized there were some things happening, and but I just I just didn't have a desire to seek my baptism. And so I do remember telling the Lord, "Well, if you want me to seek my baptism, give me a hunger." Well, you, you you tell the Lord that He heard that prayer, and and I didn't know really. I guess probably what all I was saying. I should have been a little wiser, but it, but it worked. Uh, and He gave me a hunger. He gave me a hunger that that I I thought I was missing something. Uh, there was like a void in my life, and and the Lord just brought it around and and made me realize that. Uh, I need my baptism. And, I, and I, tonight I'm thankful for that. And, and I prayed and the Lord gave me my baptism. Uh, I remember that night very, very well. And just think before I came to church, it, it was the month of April or May. Uh, it was a Sunday night. I do not know what the date was, but I remember that night. I remember that night very well. And, and what the Lord did for me that night, he, to, he totally changed my life. And, and the devil was there. The devil was fighting. The devil was telling me I couldn't get it. I, I wouldn't get it. And you know, when I, when I defeated the devil, when I got myself out of the way and made those consecrations that the Lord was requiring from me, I received my baptism that night. And it, it's been good ever since. It, it, it's a good life serving the Lord. But during camp meeting, it was just such a thrill uh, during the altar services to see how the Lord was blessing. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord was very present as people were seeking the Lord. And, and uh, one night I was, uh, uh, there were several uh, getting blessings. I looked up and over in the one side of the chapel there, uh, somebody was receiving their baptism. And just a little bit later, somebody over on the other side was receiving theirs. It, it just is so sweet to see the presence of the Lord uh, sweep through uh, that chapel there. Uh, we were truly blessed. Uh, but, it, but it all came down to a hunger. That, that's what made the difference in the services. Uh, surprising. Uh, we, we tried to keep most of our services to an hour. And even at Midwest Camp, we tried to keep them to an hour. But uh, I was realizing as the services were going on that uh, people wanted to testify. People wanted to thank the Lord uh, for what he had done for them over the last few months. And, and we had lines of people wanting to testify 
and, and I, I was watching the clock. Uh, and I finally was like, well, I don't need to worry about the clock because we were running two-hour services, but but people were wanting to pray. So they weren't, they when the service was over, they didn't leave. They were wanting to pray. There was a There was a hunger that had taken place there in those meetings. Uh, and as, as different ones uh, were getting saved, uh, I, I thought about the, the parable of the prodigal son, uh, about the father's love for his son, how, how he was watching for his son to return home. Several years ago, there was a family uh, that I knew that their oldest son uh, left home. There was times, even it seemed like now it was even months and years that they didn't even know where he was at some of the time, that he had left and had no interest in coming back home. But, but I was told that the father, every night before he would go to bed, he, he would go out his front door and look in his front yard just by chance, his son had come home. That's a father's love. That's a father's love for his children. But the, the parable of the prodigal son, that's a father's love for his son. It's over in the 15th chapter of Luke. Actually, this, this chapter starts out, uh, the parable of the lost sheep, where the shepherd went out looking for the lost sheep. And I'll just read uh, the last verse of that. It says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety-nine just persons which need no repentance. See, there's, there's a rejoicing in heaven when a sinner comes to the Lord. Then the next parable in this chapter is about uh, uh, the woman that lost a piece of silver and she slept her house, she lit a candle looking for that and when she found it, she she uh, rejoiced with, with her neighbors. Then that last verse says, Likewise I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the, of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. See, there's rejoicing in heaven when a soul is saved. There's rejoicing here when a sinner is saved. We rejoice with them. Uh, one service during camp meeting, uh, I came out of the prayer room ready to go into the service, and, and uh, one of the brothers there was waiting for me. He says, can we talk? And I said, well, yes. And it was time for church to stop, but I stopped to talk to him. And he says, the Lord showed me that I'm not saved. He says, will you pray with me? I said, yes, I will. And he says, okay, I'll be at the altar. Well, he had been praying back in the chairs. But that night he was on the front row there. And uh, at, when the altar call was given, he went right to the altar to pray. There was some rejoicing there that night. There were some tears there that night. Well, I thought about the, the the father of the prodigal son. The son chose one day to leave home. He asked his father for his inheritance. 
His father gave it to him, no doubt with a very heavy, heavy heart, not wanting his son to leave home, not wanting to uh, see him waste his inheritance on riotous living, but that's what the scriptures say. He left and he, he spent all that he had on riotous living. He lived it up for a short time. But when that inheritance was all gone, he found himself in a bad place. So as a famine came to that country, he went down, uh, became a citizen of that country, and they sent him down uh, to feed the swine. You know, that young man, he hit bottom. He was lower than low. He, he was a long ways from what he had at father's house. You know, the one verse says, and when he came to himself, when he finally realized where he is at, when he could look back to where he had been, what he had left when he was at home, he thought, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm going to return home. I'm going to, he had all figured out what he was going to tell his father when he arrived back home. But what, what I like about this, uh, these verses here, I'll just read a few of them. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hard servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And this is what I like right here. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. See, his father was looking for him. His father was waiting for the day that his son would come back home. I've always just kind of thought what it might have been like. And of course, we don't have all the details here. But I thought maybe maybe there's a long lane uh, to that father's house off the main road. It says that he saw him when he's yet a great way off. So it, it doesn't tell us how many times a day the father went out and looked for him. I just wonder if maybe every morning when he got up before breakfast, maybe he went out, looked down the lane, maybe looked over the fields, if he could see somebody walking down the road. Maybe after lunch every day, before he go back to work, he went out and looked, just hoping that he would see his son. Maybe in the evening, after dinner, he'd go out once again, looking, just hoping. Well, the day came. The day came, his father was looking down the road, looking down the lane, and he saw his son coming. You know, his father didn't scold him. He loved him. He didn't ask him what he'd do with his inheritance. 
He just welcomed him with open arms. That's a father's love. That's compassion. That's mercy. That's grace. You know, Jesus is like the father in this parable. That Jesus is looking for the lost. He's looking for every opportunity to save the lost. Every church service, Jesus is looking for the ones that are unsaved in church service. Hoping, longing for some way, somehow, that individual will step out and come down the altar and pray and give their lives to Jesus. Jesus is looking tonight. He's searching tonight. This service is going out over the internet. Jesus knows everyone that is watching and listening to this service right now. He knows every one of us right here tonight. And he knows what each one of us need as individuals. And, and the, the greatest need is for ones to be saved. If there's one here tonight and one watching this service that needs to be saved, tonight is your night. You can be saved tonight. Jesus is looking for you tonight. He's inviting you to pray tonight. What a difference it will make in your life. When that load of sin is lifted, when that conviction is gone, when that weight that you've been carrying is gone, you'll feel so good. When the devil goes out and Jesus comes in, what a change takes place in a person's life when they're saved. Well, Jesus is here tonight. He's looking tonight. He's reaching out tonight. You know, he's just waiting for us to respond for whatever it is. If you need your sanctification or your baptism, if you've been praying about a special need, he wants to answer that tonight. He wants to answer your prayer tonight. And you know what? The answers come when we have a hungry heart. When we forget about everything else, put everything else aside, and, and just reach out to the Lord uh, with that need, with that experience that you may need, when you just zero in on that and forget about everything else, the Lord will hear your prayer. The Lord will answer your prayer tonight. It, it, it all comes down to hunger and a thirst to receive from the Lord. But Jesus is here tonight. The Lord answers your prayer tonight. You won't be sorry. You spent some time praying. You won't be sorry that, that you got a hunger and a stirring in your heart to receive from the Lord. It'll pay off. So I'd like to just close with the question tonight. Why not tonight? Why not tonight? Just ask yourself that question. Whatever that is on your heart tonight that you need from the Lord, just ask yourself, why not tonight? You know, on the night I got my baptism, I remember someone praying and saying that. Why not tonight? And I asked myself that question. Why not tonight? Well, you know what? I answered that too. I had to get myself out of the way. 
I, I had to uh, forget about how I thought it might happen to, to receive my baptism. I had to make those consecrations. And when I did that, I received. This, this, this young man that left father's house, when he came home, he had it all figured out what he was going to tell his father. His father wasn't interested in any of that. He just loved him. He, he just took him back in as a son. We're going to sing a song of invitation, number 478. We're going to stand and sing, but why not tonight?